1: You, you, you you are a natural beauty. You, you, you are a natural beauty, natural beauty, natural beauty, oh
0: yeah.
1: I'm in the corner watching you serum. Oh, Oh, I'm right over here. Why can't you see me? Oh oh I'm listening to Natch Butte, but I'm not the pot you taking home. Ooh. I'm just creaming on my own. Welcome to Natch Butte. Oh my god. Did Thank you, you love you. it? Yeah. Okay. You don't have, I don't know why you I have, have to guess want. that because they're gonna say, they're gonna yes, say yes. Even if it's god awful. Even if they
2: go, well, you know, you're a little off-key. Right.
1: I but, don't even know. Right. Yeah. I mean, I honestly was a little off-key, but you know what? I don't redo things, Ellen. I, I don't, don't fucking redo things. This is raw. This is intimate. <laughs> we don't do two takes on Natch Butte. I don't okay? even know what off-key really means. Well, that's great. I hope nobody else does. Perfect. If there's any music professors out there, their ears just twinged with the wrong key of a song. Anyway, well. Anyway, Welcome to Natch Butte. Thank you. Uh, I don't know if you know who you're talking to today, but if you don't, I will tell you, okay? The beauty. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. <laughs> Love the it. The beauty talk, shock, shock, the queen of creams, your host with the most serums or precious fringe on the West Coast, your favorite over-30-niche influencer, Jackie Johnson, and welcome to Natch Butte and my guest today. What a delightful, fashionable person. Can oh I just God. say, a delightful, fashionable person. We have a lot to discuss today. Top yeah. surgery. Yeah. Clothes, honey. Fashion, fashion, fashion. Because my guest is the host of your favorite queer fashion podcast, Outfit, which like perfect title, perfect title, perfect title ever. Outfits right now next to Nash Beauty on the fashion and beauty charts. I don't know if you know that. Is that right? I mean, I've seen us right there together. No way. Ellen Ford is here. Hello. Hey. Pow pow I make my own sound effects. Yeah. I'm so happy you're here, Ellen. Thank you. I'm um happy to be here. We have so much to discuss. The first question I have to ask okay, you is, yeah. what type of skin do you have? That's the question I ask everybody at the top. What type of skin do I? Yes. We,
2: I don't know. Really? I, my first instinct was to say like pale. Yeah. But I don't think that's what you no, want. it's open like, for interpretation. Oily, it's an it's open for interpretation. I would say if I would say like freckles mm-hmm. would be a word that comes to mm-hmm. mind <clears throat> and then I would say Pale, yeah, and then I would say oily, but I don't even actually know if that's true. Yeah, I don't know what kind of skin I have. It's very interesting. I just, I guess it's, you know, normal, quote unquote. Normal is great. You know, like lotion types, right? I just go for normal because I don't know, right?
1: Yeah, you, you see, it says oily, it says dry, Dry, and you're like, I I I think I'm just normal. Yeah. Why do we label everything? I I don't don't know. This is a whole conversation we're gonna have today. Don't make me choose. Yes. Yeah, fuck that question. I'm throwing it out. Throw it out. Yes. Skin is a spectrum. Skin is a (laughs) spectrum. Yes. And can I also just point out, Ellen is drinking a beer. My first (laughs) guest, not to call you out, but my first guest ever to drink alcohol in here. You
2: said, what do you want to drink? And I said, you got any alcohol? Yeah.
1: And I said, it's yes, of course I do. I
2: also love Modelo. That's good. Is that mm-hmm. a Mexican beer? Mm-hmm.
1: So is there typically a lime in that? Is that normally you how know, it's served?
2: It is. Mm-hmm. I don't care for it. Perfect. That worked out. I like separation of church and state. I save my yeah. limes for tequila drinking. Yep. And I like my beer to be, you know, the, the beer, the yeasty. The, yes. The,
1: the authentic taste. Yeah. I
2: want it to taste like a piece of bread, you know? Yes. Well, then that worked out even yeah, better. it's great. Okay, well, we got
1: that question out. <laughs> okay, the first thing I want to ask you about is, so you're all about fashion. Fashion. That's fair to say, right? Totally fair. So when did you get into fashion?
2: Great question. Some. So I don't even know. I think I always knew that I liked...
1: Aesthetics. Clo-
2: yeah, when I was little. Yeah. But it just wasn't ever available to me in the way that I wanted it right. to be.
1: Meaning, like, your parents made you wear where, the clothes they put in the closet, right. you weren't given choice. What the hell is right.
2: this? What do you want me to do with this And you're Things. from the South. From the South, born yeah. and raised in Kentucky. Yes. So I I think I got, I, I became interested in fashion, I think, when I was little, but mm. it never became like, oh, you can do this, until, like, very recently. Yeah. Where I ha- uh, I was in graduate school, and I had to take this class, and I you have to write a bunch and it's a journalism class. And I was like, I don't know what I can possibly tolerate writing about all the time. Right. Cause it's going to take so much time and effort heard blah, blah, blah. And I was like, the thing that I like to talk about, all the time, no matter what, is close. So I'll just figure it out yep. from there. And that's when I was like, oh, maybe this could be a thing. I guess I'm kind of good at this. Sure. And then it just kind of snowballed.
1: Right. And it's because I think you take for granted when you have like a skill that other people don't have. Like you look good, you know how to put an outfit together. Right. That is a skill that most of us don't have. Yeah. But you innately are good at it. I do
2: it. I like to do it too. I like to try stuff, do weird stuff. Take risks. I'm a risk taker. Yes. And I think I have a good sense of um, what I like. Like it's a very specific genre.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Would you, again, labeling, what would you classify Mm -hmm. or how would you describe your personal style?
2: I would say uh, like an 1880s male aristocrat. I mean, (laughs) I love that. You know that song? I'm a
1: classic man. Yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, I'm a classic yeah. man. Did that come to mind for you? I just, yeah, that video has so many beautiful clothes in it. Yeah. Jadena. I was right. Jadena. You nailed it. Yeah. Great song. Handsome guy. Great video. Yeah. Great clothes. Yeah. Great He's clothes. He's a classic man. He's you a know? classic man. Who, who can't uh, relate to that? You had said to me, I believe through DM, as you <laughs> slide in those DMs. <laughs> Everyone. You said beauty and makeup go hand in hand with getting dressed. Yeah. Because you're making choices for your appearance for the day.
2: Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Huge choices. Yes. Because whether you want to admit it or not, whatever you put on is making a lot, is giving other people, like, a lot of information about you. Yes. Right away. Yes, instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't say that you aren't participating in culture or whatever or like looks aren't important to me and that's that's fine but like you're still like you have to admit you're you're participating you're participating even if you decide to do nothing exactly that's a statement it's it's still yes 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 how fucked up kind of so it's, it's profound, really. Yeah, for a while I was kind of like that. Like, oh, you know, I, it, mostly because I was pretty lost and I didn't right. really like what I was wearing. I didn't know, da-da-da, until I figured it out. So I would say stuff like that. Like, I, you know, I don't really think about it or, like, it's not important to me. And I think that sometimes that can be, like, a defense mechanism mm-hmm. to be, like, to maybe if you don't have the confidence or you know what you want or, like, you know, right. a lot of other things you're struggling with that you can't, like feel really confident in what the choices you make. Yes. But you still, all of those choices are like very visual in the world. Have you seen Delores Prada? Of
1: course. Of course. Thank you. I, I mean, like if you hadn't, three, I might have an issue. It's like one of the three movies I've seen. <laughs> oh, 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 that's interesting. That's an interesting factoid right about you. Um, yeah, you know how like when uh, when Anne Hathaway gets hired and she's like, I'm above all this. You know yeah. what I mean? And then she enters the room in that cerulean sweater. Oh, my God. And then gets red destroyed. to fucking filth over it. Yep. That's sort of the thing. It's like you're participating, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. in this whole... F- charade of appearances yeah
2: so make sure that what your your choices are, th- make sure that your choices are reflecting what you want them to, right. to say and and also like put a little pride in yourself yeah yeah why not and shame as
1: Jeffrey Marsh
2: said and once you get a little bit of like confidence like it can be really 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 fun to get dressed in the morning right and it just kind of adds to your whole confidence that day you feel better you look better great love it everything is great
1: Ellen, have you had any experience with makeup? Because you did say that there was a there. You have a story or an anecdote.
2: Yeah, I.
1: This is an attribute, after all. I know, yeah. I know.
2: And I thought back. I was like, what were those makeups? Yeah, that I. Had? I never got into it in any sort of a big way. Like yeah. even when I wore, I was, you know. Generally directed to makeup right. when I was little, right, and never got it. In the same way that my mom was like, "Okay, like it's time for you to get a purse," and I was like, "Okay, like what do you put in it?" Right. <laughs> I was like, "I don't." Okay, what
1: is this for? Why do I have
2: to carry this? Like, <laughs> right, what, what's in it?
1: Because you have brothers,
2: right? I have two big brothers. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who, when I was growing up, um, and there would be these massive fights about me wearing a dress. They would try to. They thought they were doing the right thing, and they would say things like, "I dresses are so cool. I wish I could wear a dress," <laughs> you know, and try to convince yeah. me, and it never worked. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I did wear makeup, it was like I did mascara, mm-hmm. eyeliner, mm-hmm. and a pencil and an eyebrow pencil. Okay, and that was the extent of it. Yeah, yeah. And how long did that go on? That went on for a long time. Yeah. I did that. I didn't like it. Yeah, it always hurt my eyes. Yeah, number one, you were probably
1: poking too hard. Who
2: God only <laughs> knows what I was doing, you know? Um, you put the sharp end in your eye, right? And then you jab it around. <laughs> I I just hold it like a pencil. Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. So I wore I wore, like yeah, pets. and I always hated having to put it on, having to take it off, right? And and not ever. I didn't like having that difference in looks on my face. Right. I wanted to wake up and just that's you get what you get. Yes. And I, and then when I stopped wearing makeup at first, you know, everyone, oh, you look tired or whatever. Right. Like at work and stuff. People right. would say that. Um, you say, mind your own business. And then eventually they forgot about, you know, the makeup version of my face. Right. And I felt better and better about how my face looked without anything on it. Yeah. I don't
1: and it's done now. No it's more done makeup. Now. Love that.
2: I and I had I have blonde eyelashes. Like they're so they're mini, you know what yeah. I mean? They're like very thin, very yeah. small and blonde. So it was like somewhat of a dramatic difference. Yeah, it definitely can. it can even change the shape of your face, honestly. No
1: way. Well, just like it, I feel like when I have mascara on, I look completely different than when I don't, mm-hmm. you know? Because mm-hmm. I got long ass lashes because I've been growing them out. Nice. Good for yeah. you. You know, listen, that's that's my that's my look. That's your look. You know? That's your look. Yeah. I love that
2: for you. I love that for you. <laughs> it's a love fest. In so here. I was it's like really I became way more comfortable not having to wake up and put on makeup right and then be like yeah this is just what my face is and i'm fine with it yeah
1: (laughs) cute face it is great bone structure thanks freckles you're killing it killing it i mean kind of while we're on that i see you've brought some items here i brought my whole routine yeah and I'd love to start. <laughs> I just love to go there because Nastute's all about products. All right, and cool. I'm fascinated why people buy what they buy. You all know, right, yeah. I have so, some good stories for some okay, of this. I can't wait. Okay, is that a pack of Q-tips? What is that? No,
2: you know what I brought? Scar tape. Oh, okay. This is part of my routine right now. Yeah. So I brought it. It's empty. Yeah. Because I'm I'm out. I gotta yeah. get some more. But I brought my scar tape. Well, where should we start? Let's you, start
1: with like, what did you start with? Let me take with? you through my shower routine. I can't routine. wait.
2: So I got in the shower this morning thinking of you in the Love it. grossest way possible. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually took a bath today, which I normally don't. Mm-hmm. But I have a stitch, a rogue stitch in my chest mm-hmm. that is in my, kind of embedded in my scar tissue that won't come out. Oh, no. So I'm under doctor's orders to take a bath and try to pull it out, which is pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. It's still not out. So anyways, I'm taking a bath. What I normally do is get in the shower. I go top down. Mm-hmm. So I got my shampoo. I I made a mistake. I ordered the wrong shampoo. And it's like a shampoo, conditioner, body wash, all in one. Oh, wow. Like one of the boys' a utilitarian products. product. Which I don't love. Yeah. But I just do that. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter to me. My hair's short enough. it's I don't notice a difference And anymore. how often do you wash your hair? Mm. Not that often. That's good. Like yeah. once every... Three days. Perfect. I would That's the say. perfect amount. Yeah. Yeah. Because I need some of the juices up yes. there to make my hair look that good. That sebum. Sebum. Rocking that sebum, baby. I'm rocking it. Yes. Sometimes if my hair is very dry, I'll put Vaseline in it to make it really slimy. Oh, my. Yeah, How much. S- just a tad. Yeah. You yeah. can't overdo it. Yeah. To slick it back mm-hmm. and make it look sh- like. Sometimes I want it to look oily. Yeah. Yeah. I get Yeah. It's yeah. a
1: look. It's a vibe.
2: So the shampoo is not that important. So we okay. move on to the face yes. wash. Which I. Which I brought, and uh-huh. it's Neutrogena's Oil-Free, Oil-free acne, acne Wash. wash yep, I see I that. Which I buy in a three-pack for $18, mm-hmm. and it lasts me the entire year. Yeah. So this is my favorite. I've been using this for years. Yeah. I used to have super bad acne when I was younger. Yeah? Yeah. Did that clear it up? It did, and I th- was on a prescription for a while called
1: Spirinolactone. Mm-hmm, that comes up on Nashville all Does the time. Does it? Yep. We're a vein in here, honey.
2: It it um It, it was originally for treating, like... Blood pressure issues, right? Something, and yeah. And then all of the women's adult acne, acne went away. Yeah. So I I do that and then um do a body wash. This is my favorite body wash. I'm going to open this and smell it for you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you want to smell it? I do. Can I throw it to you? Oh, look, a bubble.
1: Cute. Two. Two bubbles. Smell like it. Us floating in the air. Yep. Very cute. You like it? Nivea it's- men. Mm-hmm. This is a 3-in-1
2: body wash. Is this what you use in your hair? Oh, my God. That's a 3-in-1, too? No, body I bought a face different... hair. <laughs> you could do the whole body with this. I didn't know that was a 3-in-1. I bought a second 3-in-1 that I didn't bring, yeah. and I didn't know it was a 3-in-1. I get really... I have a hard time with the body wash and the, hair and the shampoo. Yeah, like com- combo. I don't want it to be a combo. Well, yeah. Is it just like kind of All the a mental thing Yeah, what? All yeah. the women's stuff smells like, you know, brambleberry bush or whatever the R- fuck. <laughs> yeah. It smells like bad flowers, yeah. but the mint stuff smells like old mint, like yeah. bad. You know yes. what your dad smells like? Yes. I don't want to smell like that. Yeah. So I really have a hard time in the scent department. Yes. This um, one's nice. That one's really nice. This smells like
1: a hot dude to me. Thank you. Like if I was in a bar and I walked past a dude and he smelled like this, I, you know, those pheromones right. would be popping, you it's know? A good,
2: it's a really good one. Yeah. So I meant to buy this again and I bought the wrong one. It was a similar packaging, mm-hmm. and I got mixed up. It sounds like you're not reading things before you buy them. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> super not. I like to do—I <laughs> know Amazon is bad, but I like to do Amazon mm-hmm. just same—once same, I dial my, my routine in, yeah. I don't really like to change it. Yeah, I don't want to think about this. Yes, It's so hard. Right. There's so much out there, There's right? so much out there. Yeah. It's so complicated.
1: Yes, it really is. And then if
2: you change something, what if you don't like it? I feel very— it's a risk. It is, and if you if you get a routine down, then keep it. Keep. It. I love that for you. So that's it for the shower. Okay. Yep. That's it. Easy. Sometimes I do a charcoal toothbrush. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. A little black in the tooth shower moment. it's so it's so messy. messy. You gotta get it. You gotta do it in the shower. Yes. Then I get a shower. I do my Dove Men Plus Care Clean Comfort Deodorant. Okay. The only reason this is the only men's deodorant I've ever used, and I've probably used it for like five years now. Yeah. I forgot my deodorant on a trip home to kentucky for christmas and i borrowed my brother's deodorant and then it smelled so good that i just never changed so i stole this from my brothers yeah and they don't know that except for now
1: well they all they definitely listen to every cute, so. they definitely
2: listen to an attribute yeah. every time i go home with my brothers i do sneak a peek in their dop kit uh-huh. to see what they're working with yeah because i think it'll probably work for me yeah same hair same body skin. chemistry yeah exactly <laughs> so if they're doing something i generally steal it
1: And that's interesting because that is kind of the true advertising that works the most is, like, word of mouth, what are your friends using? Totally. You know? And I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, checking in with the fam and seeing what they're using. And then you're like, oh, I might buy that. My sister and I, I mean, that's all we do. She's gotten me on so many things. I've gotten her on so many things. Yeah, and that's just because you know she'll be like, "Oh my god, this works," and then she gets it, and then I get it, and it's all things.
2: So. And then, but you know that it works. You, know? yeah. you don't have to play
1: with it, right? Yeah, and that's what Nash Beauty is about too. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. you you like all these products.
2: I like these. These are my favorites. Yeah. So, okay. So then the shower's done. I now yes. put the deodorant on, and then I do a face lotion. Mm-hmm. This one is Eucerin, mm-hmm. sensitive skin experts. Daily so you're definitely you're a drugstore user. You're a drugstore yeah, yes. you know purchaser. Yeah. Yeah. I have no I can't even begin to dive into the world of beauty feels so overwhelming to right. me. Like I love Lush. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to start in there. Yeah. I don't know what I I don't even know what I need. Yeah. I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, we could get it. I could get you on an email with the head of PR at Lush right now. Oh, my God. we would probably give you a whole routine if you, you really. Were interested. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God.
2: They're, they're a very great company. What I really want is something for my face because mm-hmm. I'm going to look like a baseball glove at 40 if I'm not careful. Because I am so pale the and freckles. I get sunburned. Well,
1: honey, I don't see a sunscreen in this no, routine. No, no, this is this is a this is a broad okay. Good. Sp- this
2: is an SPF thirty daily lotion. Okay. And thank God. I've heard that you should put it also on your neck. Of
1: course. Of course. Oh, I would say even in your chest. chest. I do it on my chest. Yes. In the back of my neck. Yes. Yeah. Top of the ears. Yeah. Arms. Oh, that's even the that top again. of your hands Dude, when my you draw. Hand- it? Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. yeah. We got to protect what we got. I also worry because of my tattoos. I don't really know what I should be using. Definitely got to sunscreen them. That's sunscreen it. Em, yeah. yeah, I mean, my tattoo looks like
1: garbage because I literally would fry my body in a tanning bed and I Ooh. didn't do anything to it. Oh yeah, yeah. You
2: got to be careful. Yeah, I got really sunburned on Friday on the back of my legs, and i do not. I don't have any tattoos there, but it still hurts. Yeah, you got to be careful. I know. We're only
1: given one vessel. You get on one this vessel. lifetime. Yeah. So you, you know? gotta
2: be good to it. Yes. This husk. Okay. What else do we have over so here? So then, while my hair's wet. Mm-hmm. Um. I put a little put a little zhuzh in it. Yep, yep. I see that zhuzh. I brought three different types of zhuzh, hair zhuzh. I love that. This is the only thing that I feel like I really know what I'm doing, actually. Yeah. I do feel like I'm good at this. So one of them, I have, let's see, Avita Min grooming clay. Mm-hmm. And this one's a little soft. Mm-hmm. It's softer, I would say. I'm going to show it to you. Yep. How would you describe that texture? Um, oh, Like a whipped... Yeah,
1: thick cream.
2: Yeah, yeah, honey, God, match Matchbute. I, I knew it. I knew it. So that's <laughs> that's like my main workhorse mm-hmm. for the top of my hair to keep it kind of soft. Do you put that hold, in while it's wet? While it's wet. Okay. While it's wet, and I I put it all over it, front, back. Yeah. Mix it around. And for people who don't know what you look like what? How would you describe
1: your hair? I mean, you have um, a short haircut. It's
2: short. It's buzzed on the sides. I have a, a fade on the sides. Mm-hmm. It's long. It. Longer, kind of wavy. Would you say you have a wave? I'd say it's wavy. You literally have
1: my dream hair color. Just so you know, like that's the color I wish would come out of my. Red. Yeah, I've never
2: dyed it. It's the I've like had millions of piercings and tattoos and everything, but that hair is the hair I never touched. It's virgin hair. Yeah, yeah, jealous. So then I go. I wish I had
1: anything virginal about me.
2: (laughs) 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 Then I go to this Kara Stace. Mm-hmm. Did I nail it? Good enough for me. Kara stays home. Okay. Capital force. <laughs> Sounds so stupid, but let's keep that in there. <laughs> okay, look. This one is very. That one, she thick. She very dry. Yes. Like, yes. Like it's
1: very very thicker texture thick and dry. Sort of like um, uh, like if you were filling a hole in on your wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like-, <laughs> like a what do you call that? Plaster.
2: Um. Yeah. Like, um, I should know that. I don't know what it's called.
1: Yeah. It, like Do you do a lot of home renovations? You know, I
2: was a construction management major in college and worked as an engineer for many years after undergrad. Did you know Look that?
1: Look at you. I didn't know that.
2: I'm such a catch. I mean, honestly. And what's your, what what did you study in grad school? In grad school, my degree is in journalism, yeah. arts journalism, but really it's queer fashion if we're being honest yeah. with
1: ourselves. Which we are today. We are today. An attribute we live in our truth. That's so
2: comforting. What
1: is this little gold can? Oh, dude, this was don't my girliest think, thing. Okay, I was about to say, don't scrimp on me, okay? Because mm-hmm. you're pulling everything out. I see a gold can. I'm like, what the fuck is that? This gold can is, the, I feel like, the
2: most butte. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's got some style to it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, like, you know, more specific than the others. This one is called Oribe. Okay, we love Oribe here. Oribe. Yeah. What so it's called, Oribe Flash Form Finishing Spray Wax. Oh, baby! Yeah, my um, coworker, mm-hmm. his boyfriend, uh, just gave me the best haircut I've ever had in my whole life. I'm due for one today. Oh, Actually, very exciting. That is exciting. Yeah, and um, he gave me this after he cut my hair, and he said, "This is the best thing. This is the only thing you'll ever need." And he's right. And when I, it's it's an aerosol, which I don't love because mm-hmm. we do love the environment. Yes. Um. But this makes it, this makes my hair not crunchy. Mm -hmm. A little bit of like oily texture, kind of PC. But it, and it smells amazing.
1: Yeah, Orbe's got the scent on lock.
2: They have the scent locked down. Yeah, they
1: sure do. I mean, that shit ain't cheap.
2: It's not. I don't know how much it is. I have no idea.
1: I mean, probably like 30 bucks. Damn. It'll be a guess. Well,
2: this one was pretty expensive. This one's 33. Yeah. And this one was like 20.
1: Yeah, so the hair is the an hair is, investment. The
2: hair is where I put the, the yes. dollars. The other stuff, I don't. I just don't feel like I um know what, how to use it correctly. Right. So I, but I, but, but the hair I can do. Yeah, I have like a Johnny. What's that? Um, commercial. Um, what's that cartoon on on Cartoon Network? He's like blonde and buff, and he's got a big wave in the front of his hair. John, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Thank God somebody in here is Someone's young enough to know attention. what the fuck you're
1: talking about. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Doug on Nickelodeon shit. I don't know. <laughs> my
2: hair looks like a mixture of Johnny Bravo and Conan O'Brien. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> Conan is my dream man. So I'll, really? I will always take a Conan reference. Do you
2: know who Tyler Oakley is? hmm Since I got top surgery. Yeah. It is alarming how much we look alike now. Really? Don't you think?
1: I mean, I'd have to see you with glasses on, I guess. Oh, yes. I, we yeah. have the same
2: glasses. they like bl- oh, black roundies. Yes. Yeah. There
1: you go. So, hey, not a bad, not a bad, uh, you know, doppelganger.
2: Not a bad doppelganger at Rich, all.
1: Rich, successful. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And kay. when we get back, we're going to talk top, baby.
0: Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Oh yeah.
1: Okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was quick. I told you it was quick. Okay. Let's talk. We talked skincare, we talked fave products. Let's talk about the surgery that you just recently had. Let's do it. So where do we start? I want to start with I read on your Instagram that you said your chest had betrayed you. oh
2: And I was thinking,
1: what does that mean?
2: Yeah. Can you put that into words for us? Totally. A lot of people ask me, they're like, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? Yeah. And I had to really think about it because I knew that I felt like my chest had betrayed me. But the ways that it had betrayed me was like, I had hacked the rest of my life in functioning how I wanted with like the, right. the products I use. Right. Men's cologne, the clothes, like my voice is deep, like all this stuff like felt really right. Right. And then I could not figure out swimsuits. Yeah. So it betrayed me there.
1: Yeah. Meaning like you'd
2: want to go to the pool in a in, in shorts. shorts. Since I was little. Yeah. I was I've always loved swimming trunks. They're yeah. way more fun than s- bikinis. That yeah. word.
1: Yeah. I hate it. doesn't sit well. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no. I said, um, bikinis are the dresses of the sea, and Ellen Ford don't fuck with dresses. I mean, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So it had betrayed me in swimwear. And you love a good beach moment. You love yeah, being outdoors I'm and really pooling
1: totally and swim and whatnot.
2: Yeah. I'm like, my gender identity is a golden retriever. Like, that's Yeah. So you're in the pool. Yeah, you're throwing the ball. Don't put strings and straps all over me. That's right. rude. Yes. It also betrayed me because like, I'd have to wear a sports bra at the gym. Yeah. And I didn't really wear bras. I didn't bind. Yeah. Like that was uncomfortable. Like the tightness of the clothing, just like women's clothes is very tight. Like I hated that. Yeah. So binding wasn't really an option. So I didn't wear them. But then I had I would to play sports, which I loved. I had to wear a sports bra. Right.
1: And that was felt so annoying. Who you were? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like a really really. Also, the tan lines from a bikini were throwing your aesthetic mentally. Like really difficult to deal with. Yeah. Like I could not look at myself with like a. A strap, a halter top. Yeah. Like, what are the (laughs) options here? Like a a tube top, a one piece. Like nothing is nothing. Nothing right for your vibe. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um. So that's how I felt like it was just like the last reminder that like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you got to deal with these boobs that like don't work for you at all. Yeah. Also, I'm not gonna breastfeed a child. These are cancer causing organs. These are a liability. Get them out. Goodbye. And what? What I mean, this is a big decision,
1: you know? Yeah. How how long did it take for you to come to this? <laughs> and like what was there like a deciding moment or like what?
2: I've I've known people who have wanted this surgery for years mm-hmm. and not been able to have it for whatever reason. Right. From a ton of reasons yes. that can pop up. By the time I decided to do it, or but by, by the time I like got interested in it and it was complete, was six months, which was super fast. Yeah. Really, really. I didn't really think that much about it as soon as I was like, yeah, I don't I'm I'm going to do this. Yeah. I was like, well, let's do it right now. Yeah. I didn't really th- I didn't put that much weight to it meaning wise as, as some other people. But know. it's probably
1: because you knew you wanted it for yeah. so long and you just didn't really think about right. that. It was like, yeah,
2: it was it didn't really feel like that big of a deal. There were some moments where I was definitely like, oh, oh, no, do I really need this? What have I done? And then that would be like a fleeting flicker of a moment. Right. And then be like, no, 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 kid. You don't need to worry about right. these. Am I going to miss them? I was like, no. What do I do with these? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I literally don't know where to put these. Right.
1: <laughs> they got to go. You know what they say? Whatever doesn't give you joy. Get rid of it, you know? <laughs> I Marie kondo my boobs. You did. <laughs> um, Okay, so let's talk a little bit about prepping for surgery. I know, like you said, it's a big decision. You had to choose your doctor. You had to do some research. Oh, yeah. You had to do some mental uh, work, some physical work. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk us a little bit through that, just any folks out there thinking about either doing this or any surgery for that matter. Yeah. I think the
2: best thing that I did the entire time was go to the gym Mm -hmm. every day, no matter what, even if I... You know, half-assed a workout. Yeah, at least I did what I could that day. Yeah, but like I had to go. Yeah. It also, at the same time, was extremely triggering, because I'd have to go to the women's locker room, right. and no matter where I am, L.A. being such a like a liberal place, whatever. Um, even on a college campus where like it's again more liberal. Right. Uh, the locker rooms are really hard for me, and especially now post surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happens to me all the time. Locker rooms, bathrooms, women walk in and then they they look at me and then they 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 like double take. Yeah. They walk out, they check the sign and then they walk back in.
1: And you know happens what's so crazy is time. I every time I'm in a gym, I've noticed that 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 is one place where, you know, all gender areas have don't exist yet. Right. Like, it's like women's locker room, men's locker room, you know? <laughs> like, there's really, like, you have, I don't even know, it's what a what a shitty thing to have to sit there and mentally deal with.
2: Yeah. I definitely don't feel like I would want to be in the men's locker room. Mm-hmm. You know, unless yeah. I unless I need to be like monitoring some conversations. Right. I'd be like, hey, 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 yeah. we don't talk like that in here, boys. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I don't think. So. Zip it. Zip it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I would use the women's locker room. And even before surgery, I still looked super masculine, even if I have a sports bra on. And like, there's all these other signals that it's like, no, no, you're in the right place. I'm in the right place. Right. Uh. So that made the gym really hard. Yeah. It also was very motivating to be like, one day, Ellen. You don't have to peel off a sweaty sports bra, and after surgery, you won't, you'll still have this weird like schism, like this, this disconnect, but you'll be happier about it, blah, blah, blah. But really, I needed like the mental break, mm-hmm. um, like the mental relief of going to the gym, and I needed to stay like connected to my body and like other stuff about it. Like, right. Like my arms or like whatever and stomach and legs and like really just feel connected to it. So mm-hmm. I did that a lot and that felt good. Other things for surgery prep. I mean, you can do like chest workouts specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they say to do that to so that the surgeon can see your muscle and mm-hmm. contour to it. Um like remove the breast tissue mm-hmm. and contour. Okay, yeah. So underneath all that, you're gonna have your muscle. Mm-hmm. So women's anatomy is like. You have your muscle, and then you have breast tissue, and then you have your skin. And they're going to go in, and they're going to take out your breast tissue. So your skin has to now connect back to your muscle, mm-hmm. which is a super weird process. So it helps if that muscle's pretty developed yeah. and not weak. And mm-hmm. women's bodies are typically weaker upper bodies. Yeah. So you got to, like, build that up.
1: Mm-hmm. Do some planks. Do some planks. Yeah. And then did you—were you seeing a therapist during all of this? I think you had, I'd read that on your Instagram. Yeah, so— yeah.
2: I was definitely in therapy for it, which was great and mm-hmm. I h- highly recommend it. Um I'll never forget the- when we he and I first started like getting into this gender dysphoria stuff. Yeah. Which I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not a girl, you know, but like it's not that bad or like whatever like definitely all girls have thought this, right? And it's like, "Oh no, no. <laughs> this is actually like your experience is way different. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what
1: I always say to talking to a professional, you know? Because then, to a then professional you truly understand. You what's know, what's going on. Totally. Yeah.
2: Uh so he and I had some good laughs, some good yeah. cries.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, and it helped me feel more confident in everything that I had experienced was like legitimate. Mm-hmm. And um that there was gonna be some relief on the other side of this. And the, and it helped me come to a place where like I I like who I'm going to be sort of in between. Like, I'm not a dude, not a girl. Yeah. Not a robot. Yeah. Yeah. Golden Retriever. Golden Retriever. Dolphin. Yeah. Feels accurate.
1: I'm not a girl, but also not a man.
2: Yes. (laughs) Okay, so can you
1: define gender? What did you just say? Gender dysphoria. What? Okay, gender dysphoria. Yeah. I don't. You know, listen. I don't. I can't speak to it. But if you wouldn't mind, maybe telling us what that
2: is for listeners who don't know. I'm going to do my best. Yeah. Uh. So the diff it, and it's complicated with body dysmorphia. So mm-hmm. gender dysphoria. Yes. Is the feeling of. Your the your gender identity, like how you feel inside, does not match your biological sex. Mm-hmm. That's dysphoria. Okay. So like things that make me feel dysphoric, are you ready for these? Can't these wait. are funny to me. Okay, I listen. The size of my hands—they're mm-hmm. very small. Really? Yeah, they look good to me. Thanks so much. I have gigantic hands, so I maybe we can do a hand
1: transplant. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Hold but, on, I'm gonna come see. Real quick. Okay,
2: look at our hands.
1: Yeah. See how small you mine are? That link? Yeah, give me those. Next up on the chart, we're going to yeah. swap hands. So my
2: hands and my feet are small, mm-hmm. um, which makes me feel dysphoric about them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like things that I experience, like when I experience dysphoria, just the best way I can describe it are like really strong reminders that I'm like not as big as I want to be or like as muscular as I want to be. And those are like masculine traits that come with like having te- more testosterone right. in your body. Um so that's gender dysphoria. It's like you're outside, your biological sex doesn't match how you feel inside. Yeah. Body dysmorphia. Right. Which I don't really have mm-hmm. is, is different. And it's like, a, I guess it's like, I, I don't even know. How would you, it's like nitpicking your body. Right.
1: I, I've always thought it was you see your body differently than how it actually is. Yeah, there right. you go. That's
2: a great way to put it. Yeah, but it's, you can
1: have it about everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I sometimes look in the mirror and I'm like, and this is negative self-talk and I'm not saying I feel this way anymore, but, you know, if this is triggering, please uh, hit the skip button. But when you look in the mirror and you're like, I look old, my skin looks horrible, I look like a fucking hideous monster. <laughs> and then, like, your friends go, God, your skin looks great. And I'm thinking, what? I thought I looked like Shrek in the mirror today. You know, I feel like yeah. everyone has a little bit of that on occasion, mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, I didn't even really understand gender dysphoria. I knew of it. Right. I didn't know what I was experiencing had like a category where I was like, definitely girls, all girls think this about themselves. Right. And it was like, no. Yeah. So the, they don't. <laughs> the therapist kind of uh, like uh, d- gave the term. To yeah. yeah. Like when I think of myself in the future, I'm like a dad. Yeah. And that's very clear to me. And. Not a lot of women would say that. I love that. You know? though. yeah. Like that was one thing where I was like, no, I'm definitely like a dad. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, okay, yeah, that's it's a little different, yeah. you know? Like there's Yeah, because I see myself can... as a mom. Right. I see myself as a mom. Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: not a mom. You're a dad. I'm a dad. I think that's great. I love that for you. I love that for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> I see you as a dad in the pool throwing the ball. Totally. You know, right? Yeah. I love all there, that. Using your Nivea for men's, you know, three gel. In one. Yeah. Use it for your whole
2: shit. I don't know. Oil your car with it. We don't know.
1: <laughs> I could see a dad doing that. You know
2: why not? Dads are resourceful. How did you choose your doctor? I actually didn't have a choice. Okay, which was uncommon mm-hmm. most people shop around for surgeons mm-hmm. and i think that you should mm-hmm. i had met with three surgeons mm-hmm. my situation was really complicated because i had switched jobs and those jobs switched insurances and then i was with an insurance provider at usc while i was in school and they were basically like here is your top surgery doctor. Yeah. Here, here's the one doctor who can do it and yeah. i was like well well that's let's pretty, do this i will say
1: like i'm, I'm happy it. that the insurance covered it
2: the insurance was
1: incredible uh, i don't i feel like that's not very common. i know Uh -uh. i have trans friends and it's really interesting how it all works in terms of what they cover what they won't like if you use hormones and you get over an a cup they won't pay for your breast
2: implants yeah yeah it's really annoying i've also heard stories where like um a couple things so the surgery i had technically Mm -hmm. is called a bilateral double mastectomy with skin grafts the skin grafts are my nipples Mm -hmm. i don't I can't feel anything on my nipples. Hmm. Thank God. Oh, well, I love that you I love that. I hate nipple stuff. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> We all have our kinks. We all, you know, we know we like, we know we don't.
2: So, um, f- men can have a condition, mm-hmm. cis men, where they have too much breast tissue, mm-hmm. and they will get this surgery. It's not necessarily a bilateral double mastectomy. It's a little bit of a different procedure where it's a smaller incision, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the thing is the same where they're removing breast tissue, and your nipple could be compromised. And... The. The cost of a skin graft to put your nipple back on, if you're a cis man and you have a surgery where you need to remove excess breast tissue, absolutely covered. No questions asked.
1: I hate what you're about to say.
2: And if you get the same surgery and you're not a cis man and it's you're doing the surgery to alleviate gender dysphoria, which is your diagnosis. They don't cover cover nipples, skin cracks. And I'm only imagining how <laughs> expensive it must be. Because that
1: sounds very it's like eight labor-intensive. Jesus Christ! Which... Eight G's per nip? Yeah, dude, this chest is... You got a Prius so on your chest. So expensive. Yes. I got two Priuses on the yes. chest.
2: Depending on which year of Prius it is. You got Prius that full is. package,
1: baby. You got the sunroof yeah. package. Not
2: that I paid retail for these nips. Yeah. Because my insurance it was amazing. And we worked it out. Yeah. Um. But, like, they also cover things like physical therapy mm-hmm. for cis men yeah. afterwards. If you get it done under gender for you, it's like, here's two band aids. Good luck. <laughs> okay. Who do we call? Who do we I call know. about this? All of the insurances are different. So, it's extremely complicated. Yeah. Your surgeon can do different things, different techniques, right. and bill it differently. And so, it really is like truly a case by case basis of everyone's experience and yeah. what's going to work and blah, blah, blah. Um, But there's definitely some really frustrating inequalities in trans healthcare. obviously, that are like super unfair, unfair and like unsafe almost. Yes. It's it's just it's going to cause someone's mental health to decline that much more, I think. Right. Possibly. Because the
1: whole thing is we're all the same. So in order to like categorize, oh, this person gets the surgery, but has to pay. Right. This person doesn't. Yeah. It is very unfair. Yeah. I think everyone hopefully would agree with that. It's Mm -hmm. unfair and not okay.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had seen other surgeons um, prior to Mm -hmm. doing this, and they were also great. Mm -hmm. But I'm super glad with the one I went with. She's amazing. I don't know if I can say her name or not. Okay. I have no idea. Can I? I don't know. Why not? Her name's Dr. Regina Baker. She's at uh, Verdugo Hills Hospital, and she is an absolute saint. I love that. I think I love her. I think that's wonderful and
1: I think it's totally cool to shout her out because guess what? If there's any folks listening that are researching doctors, especially in L.A., I yeah, mean, check listen. her out because it's so that's the one thing is like our health care system. That's another thing. They're like, oh, you need something? Find the doctor. You're like, How the fuck okay. are we supposed to know I who, don't where know. to go? Who to call?
2: <laughs> where are they? What are you supposed
1: to trust? Yelp? I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yelp is a is a scam. Yeah. Yelp is full of scammers. I have friends who are like actors that don't get acting work a lot, like Hello I Relate, but it's like you gotta pay the bills. They are literally hired to write fake Yelp reviews. Wow. That is a real job. <laughs> okay, so don't trust Yelp that much. Yeah. Word of mouth. Word like of mouth. Ellen uses, you know, brother's products.
2: Totally. You dig in with those brothers and you see what they're using. I steal their dop kit. Yes. You tell us where to go to get surgery. my top, we listen. Yeah. Here's my top surgery dop kit. Yes. Is Regina Baker's in there. Yes. Going to the
1: gym is in there. We love that dop kit, baby. Yeah. What was recovery like? I was. And how was. Let's just start with the surgery. How was the surgery?
2: Okay. The surgery day was maybe my favorite day of my entire life wow. so far. I love that. It was late in the afternoon, which I was worried about. I took my friend with me, Lucy, who is head nurse in charge. Um, she was great. She took me there, mm-hmm. waited the entire surgery. Um, I was a little bit nervous, but by the time surgery day had come, I was just like trying to stay stay chill. Yeah, the nurses were great, so like I was having a great time. Yeah. Um, How long were you under? I was under. So this is fun. The same gene that gives you red hair mm-hmm. makes you both harder to knock out with anesthesia. My producer Becca's nodding. Yep, we and, got two gingies in the house. Hey, hey. <laughs> and your pain tolerance is higher. That's cool. So my but the best part of my day was my anesthesiologist came in, and the only way I can describe him is this: he was thrilled to drug me. Because he was like, oh, a redhead. Oh, this oh is my. a project. He was like, boy, have I got a cocktail for you. And I was nervous, nervous about going under because I hadn't told my family at all. Wow. So I was like, I'm going to die keeping in surgery. A secret? I, I just didn't need. Yeah. I yeah. didn't need their thoughts. I was right. like, I'm going to do this. That. I'll let you know when it's done. Right. So um, he came in and drugged me and he yeah. was great. I was under Anesthesiologists
1: make a lot of money because know, it's such it's a so, extensive yes, job. Yes, with lots of training, yes. Lots of training. Lots of finesse. So, yeah. Shout out to those. Shout out to that guy. God, yeah. I
2: love him. So I was under for about four hours. I think the surgery took two hours. Mm-hmm. I went in at one o'clock. I was awake by five or six o'clock. Super messed up that day. I remember I kept saying that day after surgery when i had gotten home, like, this is the best day of my life. Because I was just loaded on painkillers, dude. Yeah. I came out of that surgery loaded. I woke up with a massive bandages on my chest, mm. like inches and inches of padding. So it was hard
1: to really tell how different yeah. you felt. Yeah. I couldn't
2: feel anything. I was zipped up in a medical vest, which stayed on for a week straight. Mm-hmm. Does not come off. You do not shower. You're disgusting for a week. Um, medical drains so that you have to monitor how much fluid's coming out. They drain the surgical site just from like fluids and blood mm-hmm. and guts, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not a big deal. They were very easy, and I was not in pain. I took painkillers. I had the surgery on a Thursday. I was off painkillers by Saturday morning. Hell yeah! And took Advil. And yeah, that was it nice? I had round the clock friends come over, bringing snacks and dogs and flowers and movies, and I was in heaven. Yeah. I, I was a king after surgery. You, you so were taking sho- care of. Yeah, Love I sent that. an extremely earnest, nervous email to people ask saying like hey I, uh i'm gonna need help and if you owe me a favor today's the today's day today's <laughs> the day where i'm redeeming everything i've ever every beer i've ever bought for you i'm redeeming it right now. that's and a good idea though they i should send up. one
1: of those in life yeah you know send
2: a redemption favor email yes and they showed up big time so I think that sure that felt great. It felt great yeah. to have that support and just peace of mind knowing someone's gonna go get my medicine for me. I couldn't like open my medicine jar because you cannot squeeze. I'm still right. not supposed to lift five pounds yet. Yeah, which don't I pick up chew. Absolutely six have. Oh, yeah. she's just six
1: pounds. Yeah, so be careful. What a delight. I know. I don't want you popping a damn stitch over chew. I
2: did, you know, but right. I wasn't the. Best patient out of recovery because mm-hmm. at week three I went to like gay astrology dance party, and like yeah spin class at week three. But I well, was feeling you felt great, good. Yeah. feeling great. Yeah, so you're it's young,
1: you're virile, you know. Super.
2: Yeah, I'm like a poster boy for top surgery. Yeah. Um. So re- I thought recovery was going to be really hard. The first week was bad. The second week was easier. The third week I was just like, could not wait to be done. I yeah. was like, I'm good. I feel great. You're weak, and your range of motion is weird. Um, and the and and you have a lot of numbness, mm-hmm. and it just gets better and better every day.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah
1: When was the first time you, like, looked in the mirror and saw your new bod?
2: Wow. So, I hadn't peeked underneath my dressings in my medical vest mm-hmm. for the first week because they told me not to. Yeah. Apparently, you most people do. I followed
1: the rules on that. That's That would be so yeah. nerve-wracking. Like, oh, my God. I've gone through all of this. My whole life has led up to this moment. I want to look.
2: Yes. Look at you being I a was good, good, good about that because I knew the first week was super important for compression right. to help your skin adhere to your muscle. Yeah. So I didn't peek. And then so my doctor, they go to take the drains out and the medical vest and strip me down and, and do all the wound stuff at your first week post-op. And she said, did you peek? And I said, no. No, no." you told me not to. and did she, she said, believe you? And she said, oh, okay. Well, I need to tell you something. Because do you remember that tattoo you had on your chest that said Ramsey, R-A-M-S-E-A, yeah. which was a boat in San Diego that I loved? I have a tattoo of a boat mm-hmm. and it says Ramsey underneath. She said, well... There's a nipple in the middle of that tattoo now, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, a nipple boat." Who yeah. doesn't want to ride on a nipple boat? So there you go. Check it out. Now my yeah. tattoo says Rams, yeah. then a nipple, yeah, and then the rest of the tattoo. I
1: mean, it honestly—it looks great. It's fine. She lined it
2: up. Perfectly. She lined it up all right. So where was so, that
1: before? That was above
2: your way above. Yeah. Okay. The, the difference in in distance between these two tattoos yeah. was probably like. About yeah, four inches, yeah. and now they're right next yeah. to each other. But damn, the placement,
1: though, looks so good. Yeah. I mean, Ramsey's popping right out of that V-neck. Boom. Yeah. That looks great. There I'm looking up. right at Ellen's nipples. <laughs> they look fantastic. That's pretty cool. Designer. So, but now you have a new word to I com- n- symbolize the new body. That's what I said. I was like,
2: well, it's just... Rams! It's just baby. the new Rams. I love Rams. the Rams. Yeah, go go Rams. Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams. <laughs> go Rams having a great season. Oh, huge Rams fan there. The Rams did really good last year. The Rams are doing good this year. Yeah, I guess. good for the Rams. Been ram on my chest, I mean. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But you
1: know what you could do? You could get a little Ram tattoo, like a the, the animal. Oh yeah. Like sailing the boat. Oh. Or yeah. like, you know. Yeah. I don't
2: know. I'm into that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so um the first time I saw my chest, I just thought this I knew it. Yeah. I thought the first thought that I had was, I knew it. I yeah. knew that this was it. Yeah. It looks more natural than before. I've looked at pictures of me with my chest prior, like yeah. full boobie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's weird. That's the weird thing. What I did was does not look weird. It was weird before. Whoever was putting the parts and pieces together fucked up. <laughs> uh, how dare like you? Lucy
1: and Ethel at the chocolate shop. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Like totally somebody was falling somebody asleep, at the fell asleep at the wheel,
2: <laughs> And they sent me out all whacked up. <laughs> and I I love the the mixture of person I am now mm-hmm. the most. I think that I am the greatest version of gender. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the most aerodynamic person I can think of. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Didn't you say your gender identity is the noodle? Aerodynamic the, the, dolphin noodle? Yeah. yeah. The, do- the noodle person yeah. at, the, uh, at the car, car, wash car dealership. Or whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I relate to that very much as well. Yeah. L- flailing limbs. Yeah. You know, that's part of my gender identity for sure. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I'm so happy that you came here, Ellen, and shared that with us. Um, I have another question for you, and this might, I have a couple more, but. Okay. This was one that I found really interesting. Um, Somebody asked you ways to ease dysmorphia before surgery or if surgery isn't an option. And you kind of got into that a little bit. Yeah. But these are things that I never have even thought about as somebody without, you know, any of that struggle. So could you get into that with us?
2: Yeah. To ease dysphoria.
1: Dysphoria. This person wrote
2: dysmorphia. But it's dysphoria. It is dysphoria. Yeah. Body dysmorphia. And then gender dysphoria. Yes. Slightly, slightly different dysphoria. words.
1: Dysphoria. So this is your just. This is dysphoria. Yeah. Yes. This
2: is stuff I do and that I didn't know that I, what I was doing. It's right. just, it was just my natural preferences. So, right. Like, wear men's clothes mm-hmm. if you can or choose women's clothes that fit you that are like neutral colors, muted tones. Like you don't see a lot of cis men running around with like bright graphic tees generally. Or um, like yellows and like bright yellows or like turquoises or purples or red. So like muted natural tones. Um, Wear bigger shoes, like a half size bigger and wear two socks. That's my own personal thing. Like my feet are small. Um, It makes me feel weird that they're so small. Uh, Other things is like smell. You can choose your cologne and you can choose your body wash. and You can choose your, your shampoo. And generally... Like, if you're young and maybe you're in your parents' house or something still, you can kind of get away with that. They might not notice if you buy that, you know, Mm -hmm. but it'll help you feel better. Um, Other things, you can do voice exercises that lower your voice. I don't do them. Some of my friends do. Mm -hmm. My voice is pretty low already. So I had Party Girl voice, too, the other yesterday. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go on Jackie's podcast after karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that like Vocal fry? It was just like dead. Like, uh, Ugh, yeah, my God, oh my God, you guys. Yeah. yeah, Um, other things you can do to ease. We're fine with vocal fry here. Cause... Everyone can make their own decision. Yeah, yeah. Fry away. Fry away, baby. Um, obviously, like, cut your hair short. Yeah. Um, keep your fingernails short. Like, it, it, it's not what makes me mad about all of these things that are like how to use dysphoria is is that they're not choices that you need to make. It's just that you've been. Told to do these other things primarily and only, and then you have to unlearn that. When in reality, if you were given just an equal choice, you probably would not have chosen to right. wear purple and pink and it's nail like polish dress. It's place. like your parents giving you the dress and the purse to be like wear this, right. and then I had to be like, and then I had to do that and feel embarrassed and ashamed and like really uncomfortable for a lot of years. Only to then have to unlearn that right. on my own. Whereas if you would have just said, give me, given me an equal choice between pants and a dress or a wallet and a purse, I, I know what I wanted and what was right, which would have been a wallet and pants. Right. Okay. And not make me unlearn all that. So it, it's to me, these things to like ease dysphoria are just like really having confidence and doing the things that you know are going to help. And unfortunately, it's unlearning smelling like a flower and like right. a fruit and yeah. and participating in um like feminine activities that make you feel good like you have to unlearn all that unfortunately which yeah. like that's oh, so annoying to me yeah definitely <laughs>
1: but you know what you're thriving now thriving thank you so much for sharing all that with us you're welcome. do you have any other self-care rituals ah uh, man i tried to think of this this morning for yeah you. i really did yeah and
2: i'm bad at it that's um, great so, I mean going
1: to the gym is a self care Going ritual. to the gym I
2: love. Yeah. Um I love it a lot. I um I I almost think your tattoos would count.
1: Yeah. I mean you're collecting quite a what are we got some vegetables on your fingers? Some fruits? I have
2: fruits? four different pineapples on my knuckles. Yep, this one people either love or do not understand and I think both are fine. Yeah, of course. Um they're your choices. I my friends once described me as like people are like emotional eaters, mm-hmm. but I'm a, an emotional tattooer. Mm-hmm. So if something hurts, I will call my tattoo artist and be like, I need you yeah. to f- put a big tattoo on me for five hours straight so I don't think about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I do that. I do. I love tattoos. Um, that's a good one, yeah. actually. I would take say it. Take maybe, it to the bank. I think that's going to be mine. Yeah. yeah. Take that to the bank. I mean, other Especially caring
1: that, that it's a therapeutic ritual for you. Yeah. So, yeah, take it, baby.
2: And the other thing I do is I play this game with myself when I'm sad called, am I sad or do I need to drink some water? Mm-hmm. And then I drink some water yeah. and I wait. And then I say, okay, am I still sad or do I need to just get a haircut? Mm-hmm. And then I get a haircut. And normally that fixes it. That's
1: really beautiful. <laughs> Honestly, I think dehydration is one of the biggest epidemics we have totally. as, a, as a society. Yes. And I, sometimes I'm in such a bad mood. I'm so tired. And I realize I haven't had a fucking glass, glass of, water of water all day. Yeah. My cells are like, help me. Mm-hmm. Help me. Yeah, and then you get, yeah. you get moody. Yeah. Irritable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love that. Am I sad or do I need to drink water? Yeah. That would be a great game show Try also. That. Yeah.
2: It's a game show in of, of my life.
1: It's beautiful. <laughs> All right, Ellen, tell us about outfits.
2: Okay, out outfit is oh, it's outfit. The, yeah, there's oh, just shit. I guess it's just one outfit. Yeah, um, outfit. Yeah, outfit is my podcast that started as I will call it like a fashion memoir, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a class, and uh, then it just it was very very successful. Yeah, and uh, it was an exploration that the. The the long title is a podcast that explores the relationship between the LGBTQ community and our clothing. The shorthand is it's all about being gay and wearing clothes, Uh and it became like just a study in identity and how clothing and just your outward appearance and everything that you choose has so much to do with your identity. And people don't really talk about that or like recognize it for what it's worth because it's pretty powerful. Um, and yeah, and it became, you know, it's about how other people perceive you. It's about the choices you make for yourself. It's about what it means to be gay and get dressed in the morning because it's sometimes a very political act, even if you don't want it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, it's about design and how there's not really clothes out there that you can buy that are anything other than super feminine or super masculine. When somebody really nails that down, they're going to be
1: wealthy AF, hi. honey. Hi. Oh, hi, Ellen. Oh, hi. How are you? Hi,
2: good. About to be wealthy AF. I mean, tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, I just sort of got fed up with it and through this podcast really felt like I did have a, a strong voice in this and, and strong tastes mm-hmm. and started designing. Yeah. So I'm working on that this summer. Um, I'm going to release a collection of shorts. To go with the Summer Legs campaign that I yes. love. Yes. I love doing Summer Legs on Instagram. It started as just my super hairy legs.
1: Do you remember when we were texting about doing fashion looks? Yeah. And I told you, you need to start taking photos of your back and front. Yes. Because I was going to, we were calling it like Ellen 360. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, the back is also a look. It's good. To see how you tuck in the shirt. How you tuck What's it. the belt? What's the back of the whatever? Mm-hmm. So... I love a good leg. Make sure to do a back shot summer. A back summer. leg. Yeah, show those back legs off.
2: Yeah. Summer legs became this funny, weird body positivity movement where people just r- responded strongly to it. Yeah. And would show me their summer legs. And some are hairy, and some are not, and some have bruises, and some are tan, and some are pale, and yeah. shoes, or flip flops, or hiking boots, or whatever. So yeah. it became like a real capture, like a, a snapshot of what they were up to. Yeah. Like their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make some shorts to go with that so you can just show off your summer legs. So that's going to be coming this summer, Yes, I'm super stoked about. And then there's suits and custom suits, things. Suits, custom suits for everybody. Yeah. I it, hate that men get this rite of passage into manhood and they get a suit. Right. And, it's, and it represents dignity and, you know, professionalism and, becoming and power. becoming a man. And, and, right, and all right. This stuff. And really for women, when I think about their clothing rite of passage— what I think of unfortunately, is a wedding, a wedding dress. dress that's
1: what I was thinking too, yeah, Ugh.
2: which means he, he, it's about your relationship to a man, typically, right, right. yeah, you know it's a it's not Patriarchy about you is it's real. about your relationship to someone else, right, which is so annoying, it has nothing to do with it it has even everything like, with like looking great, but yeah, not even your
1: power your I'm I'm like going through my head right now of like my life. Like my life is flashing through my eyes and I'm like, where were some iconic moments of like trying on clothes and like a rite of passage? And I was like, okay, prom dresses, but sure. same fucking same thing. Same fucking thing. You're a date. Am I gonna get fingered tonight? Yeah. You know, like I gotta make sure I have the right outfit. By the way, did not get fingered to so prom it's, everybody. It's always sexualized too. Yes. But it isn't for men. Nope. They pick about... that
2: suit and it's like you're gonna take over the world in this suit. You're gonna you're take gonna over get the a world. job. Totally. You're gonna
1: make money. Yeah.
2: Power, ah! power and success and moving forward and responsibility. And women don't get that rite of passage. No. They get sexual. They get are you going to look, fuck- are you gonna look Okay for someone else. Yes. And that burned wow. me to my core. So that's why I make custom suits for, for women or female presenting people and non-binary people and everyone in between. Right. Because a suit is not for a guy. No. It's for an adult. You know? And Damn. that's it. It's powerful. It's so annoying, I, man.
1: I'm so angry that I don't have a suit. I've been looking online and it's so hard. Most, it's so hard. Yeah,
2: most ready-to-wear suits for women are cute yes, versions yes. of a suit. They're cropped short. Yes. The buttons are too low big. Low cut. Low cut. Yeah. Again, sexualized. Yes. They're to show off your hips. Yes. They're to show off your chest. They're, they flare out. They cinch your waist. Right. Show that booty. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't give you that armor that a suit gives a man. And so I can't believe that there's no one else doing that. It's mind-boggling. Truly. So I am here to make suits. Suits of armor for women who fucking deserve it. I'm moved. (laughs) You've moved me today.
1: Tell us where we can find the pod. Okay. Your suits, your social media. Anything else that you want to plug for the upcoming uh, summer months? Okay.
2: You can find me. The best place to find me and my suits and my shorts and the podcast is my Instagram. Yeah. At Eleanor Roosevelt. Yeah, Should I spell it? I mean, if you want. I feel like once people plug you in, you'll yeah, pop up. Yeah, I pop up. So um, the podcast I'm super excited about, right now, it's just a season one, which was the very first mm-hmm. Run and they're Last short,
1: year. so it's like a great yeah. one to throw on. If you're one of those, that's like, Oh, I don't have enough time to finish an episode in attribute, pop on outfit, baby! Yeah, season yeah. two is
2: done. Hell yeah, I have it in wait. It love is, love it, it is lying in wait to be distributed. I'm super duper excited about it. It's way more robust. The uh, episodes, the guests are killer, mm-hmm. you won't believe it. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, Really, you're gonna come on this podcast right now? Um, and then ideally, there's a season three,
1: yeah, that has
2: been. Up. love that yes so you can Look check it out you. too so that'll be this summer and that's where you can find shorts and suits and if you want to check out sharpsuiting you can check them out at at sharpsuiting on instagram
1: slow clap um thank Thanks. you so much for being so candid with us ellen you're welcome um you know ellen loves uh questions and dms and comments I so head DMs. over to the instagram if you have questions i'm sure you could get those answered
2: thank you for being here thank you for having me I have to pee because I drank that Modelo. That's okay. We have a bathroom. Okay, great. Okay,
1: uh, everybody, remember: uh, if you want uh, links to anything we discuss, go to nasvu. There will be an episode guide, and uh, leave some iTunes reviews if you're feeling fancy. And don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. Scabbers, a podcast, a podcast network.